there and welcome to our 35th Christmas Messages programme here on Galway Bay FM. Yes, hard to believe we've been here that long. Galway's civic and religious leaders have joined me in studio to look back on the year just gone and to look forward to the new year. I'm Bernadette Prendergast and for the next hour or so I'd like you to take some deserved time out from the hustle and bustle of the season and indeed from the stresses of the year. Grab another cushion, make yourself comfy. Step back from the food preparations if you can. Sit back, enjoy some chat and music. We'll share some Christmas memories and towards the end of the programme, we'll have a Christmas message from each guest. Of course, we'll be taking a few breaks for music in what we're calling our Desert Island Christmas Disc. And I'm looking forward to listening to the choices made by our guests, who I'll now introduce to you. Mayor of Galway, Cancer Eddie Hoare. Thanks, Bernadette, and wishing all the listeners at home and abroad a very happy and peaceful Christmas. Bishop of Galway, Michael Dignan. Bernadette, thank you. It's great to be here. I can't believe a year has passed since we gathered to record this programme last year. You're a veteran now. That was your first one. Second, second this year. You've come back for <laughs> I've more come punishment. Back for more. <laughs> and you're very welcome. Rector of Galway and Provost of Tuam, very Reverend Linda Pilo. Bernadette, thanks for having me. Delighted to be here and happy Christmas to all the listeners. Representing the United Church Galway, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in Ireland, Reverend Helen Freeburn. Hi Bernadette and happy Christmas to all your listeners. It's lovely to be here again uh, today. Now, the Cahirlock of the County Cancer, Liam Carroll, had planned to join us today, but due to circumstances outside his control, he can't be here. But he may join us towards the end of the programme in time to bring you his Christmas message. But taking his place in the meantime at our get-together here in studio is the last Cahirlock of Galway County Council, Cancer Dr Evelyn Parsons. So you're especially welcome, Evelyn. Thank you very much, Bernadette. And I'm absolutely delighted to be here. Uh, I have to say that it's a great occasion to be have the opportunity to wish everybody in the county and indeed the country and those abroad as well and also our new communities in Ireland a very, very happy Christmas no matter where they are. And there'll be a lot more of that during the programme, I'm sure, so thank you for that. And we are within days of the end of the year now and it's a year, unfortunately, that globally saw a resurgence of armed conflict natural disasters, humanitarian crises. And we live in such an interconnected world now that I think all of these seem to impact us more than they used to. So I think from talking to people over the last few weeks, it's a year that people are finding it difficult to make sense of. So would that be the general reaction you've been getting too? I think when you look at the news, it would be very easy to become desensitised because um, every week at one point, every month at one point, something new had uh, launched into our TV screens, onto the news, onto the radio, and it was equal, if not worse, than than the previous month. And it's very easy to feel where we are in our little pocket of the world, helpless uh, and hopeless. But what I have seen in people as well is that they have dug really deep and um, continue to shine light and hope and there, there's little ways we can help. They may not be huge, um, but I certainly see people coming into St. Nicholas to say a prayer, to light a candle, to contribute towards uh, the collections that we're doing to assist the aid agencies. Um, and I think as time goes on, we're very grateful to the media in so many ways as well for bringing these to light on our screens. It's horrific, the horror that is revealed to us. And yet we would never know um, and we would never 
uh, be catapulted into action had we not seen. And um, it has been an absolutely horrific year to see what is befalling on our brothers and sisters across the world. It has been a, a year of images. A picture tells a thousand stories, I say. I mean, the images that have come across really, as you were saying there, Reverend Pilo, they've just been horrific mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. really got in on people. Bernadette, as, as you say, the images are what strike, <laughs> strike me of, of this year. I suppose I found it personally very upsetting um, and personally very disappointing because I suppose I... I had this great hope that as a as humanity we'd have learned from the past. You know, we we've been through these 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 situations before after World War II and all that happened there I thought, you know, as as the human family through the United Nations we would we would be able to resolve such conflict, but it seems we can't and we have enormous wars and conflicts raging at the moment. And I suppose I I think every day of the amount of money that's been spent on arms uh, used by one side or the other to to annihilate, to kill, to to impose suffering on each other, it's been very difficult. And I found it personally very difficult to get my, my head around it. And I suppose at the beginning, it struck me, you said in a globalized world or an interconnected world, and I suppose that's one of the things that makes it very personal. Even in Ireland, we know people from Ukraine, we know people from Palestine, we know people from Israel, we know people from Sudan, we know people from Russia, we know people from, you know, there are people we work with, there are people we meet, there are people we engage with. So it's a conflict that that, that is, we have a personal, there's a personal face on it. And it is clo- maybe closer to us than maybe historical conflicts or maybe closer to us than other conflicts we've had in the the recent past, and it's it's it does affect us. It affects me, and I'm sure it affects it affects the listeners, and it colours the the mood, or has coloured the mood of 2023. Irish people have always been into their news, you know, keeping up to date with world affairs, but it is definitely affecting people, and I think it's. It's hard as well at this time of year to give a message of hope, but we are starting into a fresh year and I'm sure you'd feel there is still a sense of hope that can be given. I think that holding, like you said, Bernadette, that hope and heartbreak together is very important, you know, and and maybe that is the guard against desensitisation and realising that little things do matter and that we can all do something. And those things have been mentioned already and, and maybe perhaps as well, taking hope from what we know as well that is good, you know, taking hope from the good. Uh, I'm just thinking back to last Christmas when we had a, a lovely Ukrainian family um, with us at, on Christmas Day. And, and now as we keep in contact with them, they've moved out of Ireland now. But yeah, I, I, those relationships, that friendship gives me hope. Giving that little boy gifts so he could run around and be happy and play with us. Those are wonderful moments and and there may be Ukrainians listening to this. There may be people who have come from other places listening to this today. And I hope you receive a welcome, as we've mentioned already here. And we can all welcome each other, but it's holding that heartbreak as well as that hope, isn't it? And Yeah, yeah. I think the the, the message of hope is is, is certainly one that resonates around around the table. and, And the privilege as mayor to meet so many communities here in Galway and one that strikes me is 
the Galway Community College who recently raised a new flag and it was one of hope and peace and reconciliation and it was designed by a Ukrainian student which I think was was very apt and, and quite poignant and um, I think that they would have come to Ireland I'm sure in, in very distressed circumstances but to see the smile on that young man's face and to see him raising that flag with pride in his new home in Galway it, it gave me a great sense of belonging and a great sense of pride in terms of the people of Galway and how we've welcomed those from distressed communities in, into our into our city I also touch on as well there's there's people as outside of the war torn zones within our own community who are who are suffering and, and, and struggling as well and, and that hope should represent those people within our communities, the less well off, the less fortunate and those going through difficult times. So I think it's a, a collective message of of hope, as I said, from within our community, from those who join our community and to continue to extend and let people know that we'll continue to extend the Cade Mina Falcha here to Galway, city and county. Right. We might use this opportunity now to uh, take a break for music. So, Mayor, I might ask you, what's your choice of music for our Desert Island Christmas disc? So, again, I think it's fitting given the 2023 that's gone past. Um, I know John Lennon and Yoko Ono in the Vietnam War. Happy Xmas War is over. So it was obviously, I think, a two year campaign to try and reflect uh, a world of peace. And um, I think it's it's uh, quite apt given that piece of hope and that war can be over in 2024 so I think it's it's a fishing piece So this is Christmas And what have you done Another year over And a new one just begun And so this is Christmas I hope
was a great choice, Mirhor, especially after we had just been talking about world events and, and how difficult everything is. I suppose switching location a little bit and thinking about Galway now over uh, the last 12 months, anything stand out? Yeah, just on the sporting front, I think it's been a really successful year for, for Galway um, athletes. We, we we saw the the Galway United Women's FC won the All-Ireland Cup. Galway United FC men's were promoted to the first division, effort to the Premier Division from the first division. Um, the Grand Slam is a very uh, important, very big occasion for our Connacht players and, and indeed the country. Um, so Bundyaki, Max ha- Mac Hansen and Finlay Beelham. And um, other ones of note to, again, they're, they're from a sporting perspective. I think they're real big highlights infrastructurally from a Galway perspective. We look at um, the opening of the new cycle and walkway bridge on the Salmon Weir. I think that's a key part of the Galway transfer strategy and a really standout moment. Um, just on sporting as well, the Galway minor ladies, I know they won the They brought the title the, the back All in, a, in, as well, in, a, in a rather, so, in um, a rather bleak GA year yeah, <laughs> for Galway yeah, perhaps. Unfortunately, but yeah, they did and they, they rose the flag for, for Galway. You mentioned the the new bridge, and of course that's that's right outside your door, Bishop Dignan, um, and the cathedral makes such a wonderful backdrop, especially on a blue sky day. It's amazing, Bernadette, how infrastructure can change the mood of a place. Because I think that bridge has totally changed the mood of that area. I was coming back on Friday night. There was a a concert in the carol service in the cathedral. People were coming out of it, and I was going across the bridge, and uh, a group of people stopped me to take a picture of them with the cathedral in the background. You know, it's become a lovely space and it's it's at that, that junction between the university and town. And it's it's not just the bricks and mortar, it's the atmosphere it's created. And of course I'd have to be biased, the cathedral does give a stunning backdrop to it and it opens it opens the view up. So uh, well done and compliments to everybody involved. And compliments to the people that are using the space, you know, sitting down talking, chatting. Um, it's really lovely, really lovely. I suppose, Bernadette, seeing as we're on, on infrastructure, um, I, I can't let the moment pass without uh, referring to the opening of the Mycullen Bypass, uh, the N59, which will make a huge difference for people uh, accessing Galway from Clifton and, and to and fro, cut maybe 20 minutes off their journeys, which is considerable, uh, and hopefully hope with traffic through um, through the Mycullen village and allow it to prosper and thrive as well. And uh, it'll certainly help people attending schools in Galway and attending hospital appointments and stuff like that. So I think uh, it, it's a phenomenal piece of work and uh, very much welcomed. And of course, we'd love to see it connect to something like a ring road, which would make meaningful uh, strides for everybody all around the county, east and west. Yeah, and just to touch on the Galway City Ring Road, I think the application thankfully has been resubmitted. Um, it's with on board Pinanola now and hopefully again in 2024 that we can have a decision on the Galway City Ring Road. I, I speak for the people of the Galway City, the Galway County, like Evelyn has touched on, but also the homeowners that are impacted and effectively um, um, in limbo who can't either renovate their homes or, or, or upgrade their homes or sell their homes. So hopefully we get a decision. Mm. And on the on the bridge as well, just while we're we're speaking, it will be named in twenty twenty four as well, and 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 the it'll be a six week public consultation on it. So I would advise the public to get involved. It is our city, and it's important that we have our say on who that bridge should be named after. And it's obviously a legacy project; will be there for years to come. So it's something that I'd encourage the public to engage in a process of 
renaming the bridge? I think it was Bono who decided he couldn't name one of his children until he had seen the child for a while. So we will have been used to the bridge by the time we get to to make a submission on the name. And it will be great to get a name for it because it's quite difficult to call it the Salmon Weir Cycle and Pedestrian Bridge. It will be lovely to have a name on it. Uh, Also, we we must mention, Reverend Pilo, it's a very significant year for you. It was the 25th anniversary of your ordination and you celebrated that very well in your lovely piece of infrastructure there, St. Nicholas's. Yes, I did, which was uh, unbelievably 25 years ago in Christchurch Cathedral. And the uh, parishioners so kindly put on uh, a party, if you like. So um, I had invited my training rector at the time, uh, who is now the Right Reverend Paul Colton, Bishop of Cork. And he came along uh, to celebrate with us and to preach. And um, I have seen so many changes Uh, in the 25 years since I was ordained. And in many ways, I was just a child. Um, But I have loved every moment, been challenged at times, um, but so grateful for where the journey has taken me. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Maybe on that note, we'll ask you to give us your Christmas choice. Delighted to. Uh, So I have chosen Sing for Saoirse, which was the project that was undertaken in the summer past by the Bravo Theatre Group uh, to raise funds for Galway Sick Kids Foundation. And uh, many people know Saoirse Ruan. And she is a young lady who has shown such courage and bravery in the midst of many challenges in her own little life. And she and her family have really inspired uh, so many of us. So the song is a choir of voices that demonstrates the power of humanity to work together for good.
That's a, a beautiful choice there, Reverend Pilo. And of course, yes, and Saoirse really looked like she enjoyed every minute uh, of that song. So we're still looking back at the year 2023. We're rolling towards the end of it. I suppose we will not forget the floods that we've had this year. And it has been storm after storm warning as well. Yeah, lots of natural disasters. And at Christmas and at any time of the year, we, we think of the residents and the businesses that have been so badly impacted by a number of storms. Again, to recognise and acknowledge the frontline workers who work through the red alerts and, and continue to do throughout the Christmas period, the Gardaí, the ambulance staff, the fire services and across the local authorities, um, I think they need to be commended um, for th- their response to them and, and just hope that as we in 2024 look at drafting our new climate action plans across the local authorities that they in- in- include the ambition to address and tackle the big issue that is climate um, and it's very real, it's very now and it's up to us as leaders within the community to, to take the lead and, and hopefully there will be ambitious plans delivered on in 2024 up to 2030. I suppose the Galway County Council have launched their climate action plan strategy so I think it's very timely uh, and obviously uh, this is something that has got long-reaching consequences and every little uh, action we do uh, helps and impacts. Well, that's a really lovely note to finish. What has been just a a quick look at 2023 for us as we move into 2024. In a few minutes, we'll start talking a little bit more about Christmas. But for now, I'm going to ask you, Laska Hirlock, Cancer Dr Evelyn Parsons, to tell us what your Desert Island Christmas disc is. Thank you, Bernadette. Uh, I've chosen Fairy Tale in New York, the passing of one of our great lyricists and musicians and creatives, Shane McGowan. Uh, It's been a tough year, I think, for creatives in Ireland. Uh, We've lost Sinead O'Connor as well and Christy Dignan uh, and others. And I think we always do appreciate the arts in Ireland and we do love our bards and we do love our poetry and we do love our music. The evocative nature of of Galway Bay being sang and ringing out in New York, calling the immigrants home, I think. And home is where your heart goes, I think, every Christmas. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys this. I was crying. Christmas Eve, babe, in the drunk tank, an old man said to me, won't see another one, and then he sang a song, the rare old mountain dew, I turned my face away. Undreamed about you God, I'm the lucky one Came in like ten to one I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you, baby I can see a better time When all our dreams come true
certainly in the Christmas mood now anyway after listening to that fantastic song and thanks to Evelyn for choosing it. So really we're all thinking back I think at Christmas time about maybe childhood Christmases or unusual presents we might have got so what have you got to share on that front? Um, Obviously the Santa is a big part of of Christmas I remember in Dangan moving to Circular Road and the fear was that would Santa find our new house and, and they're the small things that uh, make a big difference at Christmas but um, great great memories and um, he did find a great you I time. presume he, he did, did find he you. did he found us he had the you I don't think I don't, I, don't, I don't think there was GPS's back then but he found us um, which was great and uh, great memories and I think that's what makes Christmas that young people and, and the excitement surrounding Santa I suppose and, and, and everything that goes with it um, so they're my Good memories of, of Christmas and looking forward to many more happy memories going forward with with now my new family. So that'll be that'll be very exciting too. I suppose I have several different what do you call it uh, eras of memories. Uh, BC before children and after children. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's quite good. <laughs> and um, I mean, I have four children, and uh, every Christmas with them has been special. Uh, watching them grow, the delight, the wonder of a child's eyes when they, you know, wait for Santa and see their gifts. Uh, but B- BC, I was reared, I suppose, in, in Spittle in a, in a very busy shop. I was the ninth of ten. And uh, it was a very exciting time. But we we uh, we only closed two days of the year and that was Christmas Day and St. Stephen's Day. So it was a very strange 
that everything ceased. But of course, not everything ceased because there was always a knock at the door. Somebody was always forgot the milk or forgot the... Or would it be batteries? Uh, the batteries <laughs> or the petrol or they were stuck, uh, whatever. But I have to say, uh, great lessons from my parents. They... they um, they always helped. There was never a no, whatever they could do for people. Even on their two days off, they did. And uh, they worked hard. But the, the wonderful feeling of being safe and warm and with family and fun. And really, the presence, they don't really stand out. We got plenty of them. Uh, but really, it's more the feeling of what Christmas was rather than what you got. What was your shop? Uh, well, we were general merchants. We did everything apart from we weren't a funeral director and we weren't a pub. But we did everything else. So if you were looking for uh, a pint of milk to a bag of cement or a um, pair of Wellingtons or um, meat, anything. We did it, and and, uh, and the name on the shop was oh uh, sorry, it's uh, Mac Frenchies Suspital. Oh yeah, an unusual journey to go from Spiddle to Ballinasloe, I would think. Uh, oh well, there was a lot of journeys along the way. I I suppose the, the other era I spent a decade in the UK uh, as a doctor, as a junior doctor, and I have memories also of being on the wards during those the, the Christmas and coming up to Christmas and spending time with people who were sick and away from home, couldn't be with their own people. And uh, that was also, I suppose, uh, very much um, a learning experience for me, but certainly could feel the sadness of people who couldn't be with their own loved ones at Christmas. And the most gutting thing, I think, is when you have a loss at around Christmas, you can never forget it. Every Christmas, it comes back as fresh as ever it was. So I, I think of those people too today. Yeah, it's been lovely to hear of your experiences growing up and, and, and I suppose I'm thinking of, of those people as well this Christmas who are working and those people who are in hospital or or suffering loss and grieving. We do all send you our condolences, our love at this time of year. And being in Galway now, I'm here 10 and a half years now and uh, I I haven't always gone in, I have to say, but I love people swimming uh, around Christmas um, in Salt Hill and, and I have gone in before and I might might do it this Christmas, we'll see. Um, but I think that's special, being with people, having old traditions but making new traditions as well. And, and I love popping into other churches in Galway and just sitting and reflecting and taking time to pray over Christmas. I also um, have been really inspired, I suppose, challenged and and inspired by some of the stories I've heard in Galway as well over Christmas. And I remember when I came to the church uh, talking to the children about gifts and I remember one child who I'm still very close to now and she mentioned how at the time the best present she'd received was uh, I think a business person had given coats to uh, the direct provision hostel in Salt Hill and every child had received a new coat and she was so happy with her new coat. That really touched my heart and it makes you think about people as well. And and I suppose I'm aware of people listening to this. Some out there might be listening and a cosy Christmas is not your experience of Christmas and, and perhaps it's a very tough time for you. And uh, we all know with the, with the good stuff, there's also difficult things as we've mentioned at Christmas. And, and I do repeat, as we've said often here on this show, that if you're struggling at home or if you're unsafe, there are numbers to reach out uh, please do reach out to a friend or, or Samaritans or the guards or somebody if you need um, help this Christmas there is help there for you please don't feel alone Yeah that's well said Helen and at that note I might ask you now to uh, introduce your Desert Island Christmas disc Well Bernadette I was just thinking um, 
this week about how on Christmas Eve 1914, uh, a spontaneous truce or peace broke out briefly for a few hours on the blood-drenched fields of what was called the Western Front, where tired and traumatised soldiers from different sides stopped and sang together, exchanged gifts and played football. And the song I've chosen for us to listen to is sung here in Arabic and English. I've been listening to it recently as I've been praying for Gaza, for the Palestinian territories, for Israel, um, and for other parts of the world where there is war and conflict um, and needless death and destruction. So joy to the world, the Lord has come. very much for that choice and it was lovely to hear the different languages there Reverend Freeburn. So we've been reminiscing about Christmas and certainly lots of lovely Galway memories coming up. Yes and I know a lot of people go swimming on Christmas morning and uh, certainly it's something that I've enjoyed the last few years We've come in from Ballinasloe with a wonderful group of volunteers to swim in Black Rock and Salt Hill uh, for the East uh, Galway Midlands Cancer Care Services in Brackerna and uh, indeed at Galway Hospice as well. And there are lots of other very worthy charities that do it. Uh, and, and I'm thinking also of Cope, uh, of Cope Galway. Um, 
you know, there, there's a huge need, as we know, for domestic service, domestic violence refuge in, in, in the county. Uh, and they're very um, uh, helpful in providing services for that, even though we, we're still awaiting a refuge. But uh, I do think if there's an opportunity, and I know Reverend Linda and, and Helen and uh, Bishop Diagon are very interested in this also, uh, in coming along and maybe swimming on, on Christmas morning for these charities or, you know, coming to support maybe with some hot porter or some hot whiskey. Or, so this is a, a, uh, a 2024 Christmas is, plan now, is it? This is laying down the gauntlet here now for, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't really have to swim, but you could support with uh, with some uh, hot uh, drinks, I suppose. <laughs> well, you can go on the record now if you're, you're going to get in training for this and join into it next year. There you go. Well, I have to say, I, I, I never grew up with swimming on Christmas morning because I grew up in the Midlands. And ironically, Helen and I, at one point, I think our paths crossed in Tullamore. We both uh, went to the same national school for a short period of time before uh, she left. In terms of Christmas gifts, my best ever Christmas gift was a Cindy kitchen. It wasn't Barbie, um, a Cindy kitchen. And you know those drums of Smarties we used to get and they had lids and I collected the lids off everybody's drum of Smartie and they were Cindy's plates. Such a special time and I still smile and still can see it and it's a very long time ago now but Christmas was very very special uh, as a child and growing up and I think that uh, our little is often enough. It's amazing you mentioned Cindy there because one of my favourite gifts was the Cindy bedroom. <laughs> but uh, it is great to meet somebody else who liked Cindy and not Barbie, especially no now because there's so much about Barbie. But uh, don't even know Cindy exists. Cindy certainly exists still in my top cupboard with her hands bitten off, thanks to my younger brother. Uh, well, I was lucky; um, <laughs> mine mine remained intact because I had no brothers or sisters to destroy them. So she, uh, my two Cindy dolls are both in good uh, nick, and the bedroom is still in very good condition as well. So that's that's interesting. Yes. We would have had those similar presents and a uh, good good memory. For me as well, I remember that one quite well. So Bishop Dignan, any particular presents stand out for you from your childhood Christmases? Yeah, I suppose it, I, I was thinking about this this recently, I, I suppose in preparation for, for coming here. And I suppose what was sticking out, what was standing out for me for Christmas was very strange. It was it, it, it was the sounds, the, 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 the smells and the tastes of Christmas. Just this came to mind. I mean, there are unique sounds around this time of year. The sounds of the cars we were talking about earlier, the sounds of the bells, um, you know, the ho, 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 the sounds of people coming to visit that wouldn't come to visit on, on another, you know, that Christmas was their time to come to visit. There's the smells, the smell of your fresh Christmas tree, the smells of the, the, the mulled wine, the, the smells of Christmas cake, Christmas pudding, um, all of those that, that bring back memories. And then there's the tastes, you know, the possibly Christmas, the one time of year we really have specific food. You know, we have the turkey and the 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 ham. We have the, the puddings, the Christmas cakes, the sherry trifle. Um, it's, it's such a rich, rich time of year. So many traditions have built up up around it that, you know, I've been reflecting this recently. It, it, it is really a wonderful, wonderful, rich time of year with multi-layers of meaning. 
Yes. Um, as, for, as for the swimming, just to say, I'm a Midlands boy as well. So we only swim in fresh water. But I will support, I will support the, the, the charity. I'm willing to feel like I need to go to confessions here. Now. Well, my, my dad is from the Midlands. He's from Tullamore and uh, he certainly uh, didn't just stick to fresh water. So I'm afraid I, I can't bail you out we'd, on that one. He was a great sea swimmer. So We'd have to take lessons to swim in the sweet sea, I think. <laughs> And on that note, Bishop, I'm going to ask you now to introduce your Christmas disc for us. When I was thinking of my of what what song, what disc I would choose, I actually at the same time got a a WhatsApp message from my sister with the video of my niece in the nativity play in school, or and and it just brought me back to being a child, and it brought me back to the nativity plays and. You know, getting all the sort of old clothes, dressing up, trying to make yourself look what you might have imagined somebody at the time of Jesus would dress as. And it brought me back to the first Christmas carol I ever learned. And that was Away in a Manger. And it's such a simple, simple air, simple, simple words. Childlike, it's a lullaby. So my, my choice was Away in a Manger.
Hello again, and if you're just joining us, you're listening to the 35th annual Christmas messages here on Galway Bay FM. Galway's civic and religious leaders are with me in studio, and we've been having a chat about the year gone by and all things Christmassy. But now to the main element of our programme, when each of you will deliver your individual Christmas message to the people of Galway. We'll start with Mayor of Galway, Eddie Hoare. Thanks, Bernadette. As Mayor of Galway City, I'd like to take this opportunity to wish everyone at home and abroad a very happy and peaceful Christmas. I'd like to acknowledge and recognise all of our frontline staff who will be working over the festive period. I think of those without a home this Christmas and I'm committed to ensuring our housing challenges will improve. I want to remember those who are no longer with us and also think of those who are in poor health this Christmas. I think of those citizens whose countries have been destroyed at war and pray for peace and reconciliation in 2024. Finally, I welcome those celebrating their first Christmas and of course, those who will be with us in Christmas 2024 for the first time. I will continue to work to create a better Galway for all of our citizens. Nulakona agus aflin we wisa lich. Kermagat Avera, Bishop of Galway, Michael Dignan. I'd like to thank Bernadette and Galway BFM for this opportunity to send Christmas greetings. This year, I've been given the crib and the practice of erecting a nativity scene more thought. Why, you might rightly ask. It is because this year marks the 800th anniversary of the beginning of the tradition of putting up a crib at Christmas time. There are good historical sources that trace the custom back to a visit by St. Francis of Assisi to the central Italian town of Greccio in 1223. Francis held Christmas to be an important feast. As the day approached, he arranged that an ox and a donkey, along with hay, would be delivered to a stable. He then invited the local people to reenact the events of the first Christmas as recalled in the Gospels. This Christmas, a world rocked by warfare and uncertainty, by the fear of climate change and the plague of inequality, longs for something better. Lives touched by sickness, poverty, homelessness, violence and loneliness. Hope for good news. The hungry search for food and the migrant and refugee journey for safety and shelter. Those who live in the darkness of depression reach out for light. Those who have lost loved ones seek for consolation. Into this world, the Christmas story, the Christmas message, so vividly portrayed in the Christmas crib, gives us hope. Hope for a better way. Hope of a better day. Oh, that as individuals and as humanity, we would truly take this message to heart and create a manger, a crib, a space for it in our own lives. Nolignefa, Banakti Isa, Nolig Kriul, Isblin Nuama. Garamil Magat Aspag, Rector of Galway and Provost of Tuam, Very Reverend Linda Pilo. Thank you, Bernadette. Recently at a meeting, a colleague announced the birth of a grandchild, and everyone around the table broke into genuine smiles, and the mood was naturally lifted. And it reminded me of a time when I worked in the Dublin Maternity Hospitals. 
It was such a privilege to be surrounded by new life, new beginnings, and to come face to face with the potential each child has for this world. And it was a transformative time too for parents as life is viewed through a new lens. The joy and the hope and the love a newborn brings. That little bundle that arrives into the world with absolutely nothing, but yet has an abundance to give. It is little wonder that God chose to come to this world as a tiny helpless infant. It wasn't a maternity hospital, but into a land where unnatural things happened to children and sadly horrifically is happening today. But despite the circumstance of his arrival, he too brought joy and hope and peace and love to all around him, not merely for his earthly family, but for us all in this day and age too. We all have a responsibility to one another, to reach our true potential in life. So to all who are listening today, if you feel alone or isolated, reach out. If you are listening and are in a position to help others, do. This is the spirit of Christmas to give and to receive Christ's love, his peace, his joy and his hope. Merry Christmas to you all and may you be reminded of your potential. No matter how much or little you have to give, you have a difference to make to others. For Christmas is not about things, it's about a God who reached down from heaven to earth so that all who walk this earth would know they are worthy of love, joy and peace. To all who are listening today, you are worthy. Thank you very much, Reverend Pilo. Representing the United Church Galway, Reverend Helen Freeburn. Thank you, Bernadette. Sending the listeners grace and peace this Christmas time. Make room. Make room for peace and the Prince of Peace. This is the Christmas message. In a cold world, be warmed. Come in and be warm by love and light. However you are feeling today inside, may you know the power of love at work in and around you. In loss or loneliness, may you know a hug around you and a whisper telling you you are not alone. May you know the power to embrace the stranger and to let the stranger in you be embraced. May you be able to say sorry when needed and accept the sorry from another. May you let go of what you think is needed for the one thing really needed, to be present. May you know that a child came for you, to free you from the adult within who may condemn, compare and hide. May you know you can take time to be. Be present, be absent, be tired, be exhausted, be sad, be happy, be full, be empty, be prayerful or be prayerless. May you know the Christ child knocking and sitting with you right now, telling you all is well. And with those thoughts and messages from our civic and religious leaders, we will bring the 2023 Christmas Messages programme to a close here on Galway Bay FM. Can I say thank you to my guests for making themselves available to mark this festive season and to fill us with optimism and hope for the coming year. 
Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Very much. Lovely. Lovely to be here. Lovely to be with you all. Happy Christmas, everyone. Thanks very much. And thanks to all our listeners. I hope you enjoyed our company while you set about the Christmas preparations or maybe you sat back and had a well-earned rest after the stresses of the year. Thanks to Programme Sound Supervisor Matt Lines. And all that remains for me to do now is on behalf of the directors, management and staff of Galway Bay FM to wish all our listeners a happy, healthy and peaceful Christmas and everything that's good for 2024. Slong of full, a bonnet in the Nullock, August Nahafliana.